0: This is Sunday Morning Worship Service here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Ordnance Church, May the 22nd, 2022, with Pastor Farrell Hardison bringing the message today, The Battle Belongs to God, Part Number 5. We'll just start off with the Pine Level Pentecostal Ordnance Church Choir singing Even Me. I've heard it all my life,
1: even had it memorized, but it was only words to me red letters on a page just something people say till it brought me to my knees those words in John 316.
2: In that city, span of stars overhead, as we walk this road, while the darkness remains, I will bear. I want to say something, I get cut off, but that's all right. Uh, Sister Rebecca is going to come and sing for us this morning.
3: join the throne around the crystal of so, G
1: Amen. Thank God for that blessed hope of heaven. Isn't that right? I'm so glad this isn't all it's about is down here, aren't you? I'm so glad we've got a place to look forward to. I want you to stand up, if you will. And uh, I want you to just walk out from where you are and find somebody, and shake their hand. i tell you who you ought to be looking for is people you don't know. Really, find somebody you don't know and say hello and tell them who you are. Let's be friendly a little bit. Y'all think you will to keep me from preaching now, I got news for you. Y'all act like you love each other. You say, well what if I don't love somebody? Just fake it. <laughs> fake it till you make it. That's in the book of Pharaoh, chapter 8, verse 7. All right. Good to see everybody in church this morning. Thank you so much for coming. You had a lot of options today, but you chose to be here, and we're honored by that. We're honored by your attendance here today. I want to pick on two girls that are here today, Shelby and Reba. I don't know what their last names are, but they're Brazzles in my book. <laughs> I love you girls. I remember when y'all were about this high and just as aggravated. <laughs> to be. We still are. Still are. <laughs> so good to see y'all. Love y'all so much. And, uh, and uh, always, always love connecting with people who were such a major part of your life and then you know time has a way of when you go your way they go theirs and, and then when, when you wait well, now millie's gonna be interrupting me all morning long yes ma'am yes <laughs>
3: would yeah, you like a microphone I'm, I'm loud enough little scotty hates yeah. <laughs> little scotty
1: god bless you little scotty I asked him, did he remember the first time I ever met him? And he said, yep, I remember you visiting me in the hospital and bringing me that little toy helicopter. And uh, we've been a long time since then, hasn't it, Scotty? Still look good, though, buddy. Sure do. And I tell you, looking good sitting here. and Let me see you sitting here like you are. I, I love you, man. I appreciate you. You had a good mom and daddy. Man. Man I I come here A young preacher Green as a gourd Didn't know nothing And they just loved me And loved on me Just like this whole church Did that This whole church did it And um, I just love them And remember them And Won't it be a great Homecoming one day Amen Amen Get me squalling up here Cut that mess out Where the Sullivan's at Where y'all at Good to see y'all Some of my Folks from Pike's Cross Road just snuck away and came over here to Pine Level today. Good to see y'all. I love you. And me and Dad back there, me and Papa, we squall together, don't we? <laughs> yeah, man. He cry and I cry, and uh, I hadn't even cried what y'all gonna see yet. I tell you, when when I get. Um, When I begin to think about the things I'm preaching, I begin to feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. A lot of times it it comes out in tears with me, so you'll have to deal with that. Uh, I remember, uh, how many of y'all remember a Church of God preacher? Great icon of the church, and certainly an icon of the Church of God, Ray H. Hughes. Anybody remember Dr. Ray H. Hughes? Amen. What a preacher. What a preacher. And I remember he told the story one time that uh, when he would preach, he would cry. And he said his wife told him one Sunday after church, she said, you know, you are so ugly when you cry. You, are just, you just get ugly. And uh, he said, so I didn't want to be ugly, so I asked the Lord to help me not to cry. He said, and my spirit dried up. He said, I didn't cry but my spirit dried up. And he said, uh, after a little while, he said, I got to preaching one Sunday, I started feeling it and feeling that anointing. And He said, I said, ugly or no ugly, here I go. (laughs) And he just went ahead and cried. I think tears are a a language. I heard a songwriter say that. And uh, I think not always, you know, some people can turn on the tears and turn them off, but I think it's a sign of um, submission Humbleness, and uh, now that's not some of the, some people don't cry, and I'm not indicting you for for that. Uh, so don't I don't want to make anybody feel guilty because that's not in their personality as much. But uh, I love my tears. I need to make sure I got a snot rag up here when I. Oh, did I say snot? I'm sorry. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> See, you're in the front row. You definitely want me to have one, don't you? <laughs> Alrighty, get in your Bibles this morning to 2 Chronicles and we're gonna conclude this sermon series. I don't know how many sermons I've preached out of this passage, six maybe, maybe this is number six, I don't know. But uh, this is the final message and uh, we're gonna kinda see how God wrapped this thing up, how it all culminated. I'm gonna try not to preach too long. I heard a story about a, preacher pastor who came to church he was shaving and um the morning before church and he and he cut himself and he put a band-aid on his face and after church uh he went a little long and after church one of the ladies mentioned the band-aid, Band-Aid on his face and she um was asking him you know what happened he said well he said i was thinking about my sermon while I was shaving, I cut my face. She said, well, i tell you what, next Sunday, why don't you uh, think about your face and cut your sermon? Let's do well, let's try it. Let's cut it back that way, do it that way. <laughs> well, let's do a quick review for those of you who maybe haven't been here for the whole thing. Um, Jehoshaphat's the king of Judah, and Judah and uh, Israel, yes, did forget that I'm sorry she just walked up here and reminded me so there's me and Millie when we were here pastoring uh, the church Mitch is Brandon is about two or three and Mitch is about one or two right there and uh, me and Millie are both 40 pounds lighter back then man look at that hair dude go back to that hair for just a minute look can you focus, Can you zoom in on that hair? <laughs> I look pretty good. Okay. All right, let's go to the next one. Now, that's my family now. And that's Brandon up there with that big old beard on his face. And there's no hair under that cap. None. He is... I don't know if this is good English, but it's truth. That he's more balder under that cap than his daddy is. <laughs> and uh, that's my uh, daughter-in-law, Amy, and that's our little Liam, our little grandson. And uh, that's the front door of our house. There's little Liam. There he is. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, you don't get. You don't get much cuter now, right there now. There he is. Christmas time. And uh, so we just thought we'd let you see they'll, they'll, they'll come and you'll see them They live as I've told you before In a little town above Greensboro Called Eden, right on the Virginia line And uh, when Miss Millie is uh, playing hooky That's where she's at So uh, it's good to have her here with me today All righty, now we're ready Now we're ready So Jehoshaphat is the king of Judah Judah and Israel Um certain uh, there was just the nation of Israel and then the it it divided the kingdom of Israel divided into two kingdoms there was a division and Jehoshaphat is over the division called Judah and so these armies that are jealous of God's blessing own Judah and own Jehoshaphat uh, they become very jealous and they join together they join their three armies together now let it be noted that one army could have defeated judah just one of those armies but they joined together and created three armies into one so certainly judah could easily be defeated and uh, evidently there's some some message that comes to jehoshaphat or or maybe they see um, from the watchtower but the Bible says that there came people to Jehoshaphat saying, We need to get ready. There is a great army coming against us. And so, Jehoshaphat, the Bible says, uh, had a, an, an awakening. And uh, the Bible says he respected that situation. He feared. Y'all know there's a good fear and a bad fear. You know, if you see your little child playing out by the road and And that's a good fear. You got to go get them and get them away from there and rescue them. But then there's that bad fear that paralyzes us in our life and we can't move on and we can't put things behind us and we're always afraid of anything new or anything different. We we love our little comfort zone and we're fearful to get out of that. So there's a good fear. There's a a sensible fear, a wise fear. And then there's a, a paralyzing fear And the fear that Jehoshaphat had was that wise fear. We've got to do something about that. His first thought was to pray. His first thought was to bring together all the people of Judah and pray. And so they all came and my goodness, what a prayer it was. Matter of fact, I I just encourage you all to go back to that prayer and go through it from time to time in your life. Uh, He prayed and when he got through praying, the Bible says the people just got quiet. It says the daddies and the mamas were there. Their little ones were there. and They just got real quiet. Almost like they were saying, Lord, now we need to hear from you. Now you've heard from us and we've cried out to you about this army that's going to come wipe us out. And now, God, we need to hear something from you. We need some guidance. We need to know you hear us. We need to know you're with us. And the Bible says, oh, Jehaziel prophesied. God began to speak through Jehaziel. And Jehaziel said what God always says, be not afraid. Be not afraid. I am with you. The battle is not Yours, the Lord said to them through Jehaziel, but the battle is mine. We need to learn that, folks. We need to live that. We need to let that truth be in us. Okay, so let's pause right here and do a little application. So what are you going through? What are you facing? What are you going through that maybe people know about, but what are you going through that people don't know about? And maybe you don't feel free to share it. And, and there's a struggle going on inside of you and the enemy is whispering in your ear, you're going down. You're going down. I'm here to tell you that the battle is not your battle. And you know, what, you know why so many people in the church are burned out? A lot of people in churches are burned out. You ever been to a church that's burned out? It's pitiful, it's sad. You know why so many Christians are burned out today? Because we want to be saved so we go to heaven, but we want to solve our own problems. And when we try to solve our own problems, it wears us out. It wears us out physically. It wears us out mentally. It wears us out emotionally. I'm asking you, and I'm calling on myself, to remember that the battle's not my battle, The battle is the Lord's battle. Now, he doesn't mean you won't need to fight every time. Now, he told these folks, you won't even need to fight in this battle. And sometimes you don't need to fight. Have you ever had the Lord step in and fight a battle for you and you didn't even have to fight? Now, boy, I like that, don't you? I'm all for that. But sometimes God fights the battle through you, through you. See, we're like a glove. I got gloves. I'm very tender. My hands are very tender, you know. How preachers are, and so every time I do any kind of work, I put my gloves on. I put, and plus they look kind of cool too, so I put them on. Oh, my neighbors will look over and say, This has gloves on. He looks good," you know. So, so I put on my gloves. But you know that glove has never raked a yard. It's never pushed a lawnmower. I mean, those gloves are there and they're doing what they're supposed to be, but that glove has never washed my car. It has never done anything unless my hand is in it. We're like a glove. We're like a glove. And a glove is useless unless a hand is in it. And we're gonna lose every battle unless we let God do it in us and through us the battle's not yours the battle is the lord's so jehaziel spoke that word i just love what jehaziel said i i don't mean to preach this again but i just really like what he said Uh, the bible says in verse 14 upon jehaziel came the spirit of the lord in the midst of the congregation and he said hearken ye so when i'm preaching from now on and i feel like y'all aren't paying attention, I'm going to use hearken ye. How about that? And get y'all woke up, all right? Hearken ye. He said, thus saith the Lord unto you. You know what? It don't much matter what Pharaoh says. It doesn't much matter what Brother Mac says. What really matters is what the Lord says. And that's why it's so important when I preach a sermon from up here that I show you in the Bible What the real truth is, I may make commentary like I'm doing this morning, but ladies and gentlemen, my words don't matter. What matters is what thus saith the Lord. And I'm telling you, I am telling you, and I want you to count on it, if you want to hear from God one way or another, he will speak to you. He'll speak to you. I hear people all the time say I've never, I just don't ever hear from the Lord. You know what that tells me? You're not reading your Bible. Because when you read the Bible, that's God speaking. Yes. And if you'll read your Bible and keep your mind on what you're reading, let me ask you a question, be honest. How many of you ever had your Bible study, you're reading the Bible, but you're thinking about something else? I've done it so many times. If you'll concentrate, if you ask God to help you focus on that scripture you're reading, he will give you a word out of the word. He'll give you, you know, there's, the, um, there, there's that uh, um, word that is for you out of the word of God. Remember I told you, I think I've told you all this since I've been here, three things when you're reading the Bible. What did it mean then? Then. What does it mean now and what does it mean to me personally? When you're reading in the Bible, ask those questions so you'll understand it in the right context. When the Lord said this, what did it mean then in that setting to those people? What did it mean? And then what does it mean now to all of us generally? And then, Lord, is there something in it you want to show me particularly? And I'm telling you, he'll speak to you. He'll speak to you. Old Jehaziel said, thus saith the Lord, be not afraid, be not dismayed by reason of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow, he's telling them where the enemy is. I love this. He's saying, don't wait for the enemy to come get you. You go get him. How about that? Instead of you being the one who is always being attacked, why don't you get on the Offensive. Have you, ever, have you ever, at the end of the day, have you ever said, boy, I tell you, the devil's just been on me all day. Why don't you get up one morning and say, I'm gonna be on him today. I'm gonna be on him today. I, I'm gonna let him know. I'm gonna take the fight to him. Well, that's what's going on right here. Uh, God is saying, don't wait for them. They're, you know they're coming. You know they're gonna attack you, but let's not wait for them to attack. Let's go into their camp. Let's threaten them. Let's, let's be on the offensive. Let's don't just be on the defensive all the time. And so he says, uh, go against, go uh, tomorrow, go down against them and you'll find them, tells them at the end of the brook in the wilderness of Jeruel. And verse 17, I love this verse. He says, you won't even need to fight in this battle. Somebody say amen. amen. Set yourselves, set yourselves, stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. Oh, Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow you go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And in verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed his head before the Lord worshiping. I mean, he had him a little spell, you know. You ever had a little spell with the Lord, a little spell? How I many remember the old days when folks used to have a spell in the Lord, Amen. I mean, when something good happens, we ought to, we ought to rejoice. We ought to, we ought to be uh, very um, outward about our appreciation and our joy that we've heard from the Lord. And the Bible says old Jehoshaphat got heard Jehaziel say those words, and when Jehaziel got through, I believe old Jehoshaphat had him a hallelujah spell, Amen? Now I'm gonna tell you, if you've got an army right outside the city coming in and they're about ten times bigger than your army, and God speaks through a man of God and says it's all right, God's gonna take care of it. I mean, if that don't make you happy, you can't, your happy's broke. Your hap is broke. Sometimes I wonder what it would take to make us happy. Make us joyful. The Bible says, They stood up to praise the Lord. That means the whole crowd stood up to praise the Lord. And what did we say last week with what kind of voice? Loud. Get loud. Get loud. It's all right to praise God quietly. And there are times, be still, you know, and hear the, the still, small voice. But there are times to be loud. There are times to be loud. And you say, well, I just, you know, I, I, I hate to get loud in front of everybody. Well, get loud in your house. Amen. Have you a spell in your house? Man, when, look, look. We sure know how to mope when we're going through a problem, don't we? We ought to know how to rejoice when God steps in and fixes that situation. We need to learn how to rejoice with the same exuberance or even more exuberance than we do when we're we're sad, when we're discouraged. We're we're good at being discouraged. We're not real good at rejoicing. So we've got to learn to rejoice. And so it says in verse 21, and when he had consulted with the people, he, Jehoshaphat, appointed singers unto the Lord. How about that, singers? Get the choir together. That they should praise the beauty of holiness. Wait a minute, we're about to go into a battle and you want us to praise? I thought praise came after the battle. No, 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 no. Praise, I want you to get this if you don't get nothing else I say today. Praise is a weapon. Praise is a weapon. Listen. I'm telling you, when you're having a rough day and the enemy's on you, you get somewhere, maybe you're at work, you'll have to get in the restroom. Of course, they'll be knocking on the door to see if something's wrong with you. But you get in there and you praise God. You get in there. The Bible says the Lord dwells in the praises of his people. So if you want God to come into your situation, next time you're in the valley, just begin to send out the hallelujahs. You say, but I'm in a bad situation. I thought you did all that after. No, no, no. You do it now, it's a weapon. Unsheath the sword of praise in your life. Don't keep that sword in that sheath on the side. Unsheath that sword and begin to wave it praises to God in your worst times, in your darkest times, in your most difficult times. Learn how to praise the Lord. And the Bible says God will dwell in that. And when God comes, the enemy's got to go. He's got to go. So when you, when you find out that God, please help me, I'm in so much trouble, God, please help me. When you find out that ain't getting you nowhere, just stop it and begin to say, I begin to praise you, Lord, because I know what you're going to do. I know you're not going to leave me. I know it's dark right now, but joy comes in the morning. I am going to glorify your name not after you set me free, but just in faith knowing that you're going to set me free from this. Praise ahead of time. That's why I encourage you, and I mean it. Praise before you get here. On Sunday morning especially, put on that worship music, put on that praise music, put on your favorite preacher, put something on that's gonna get you going, priming that pump, remember that last week? Get that pump primed so when we come in here and we hear the first note of that song or that first prayer, we are on fire and ready to go, amen? Man, you wear us out up here when we have to, come on. Somebody say hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody say, praise God. Somebody say, man, you're wearing us out. So let's come with the pump primed, amen, ready to go. See, look, let me preach something I've already preached before. See, we think the people in the pew, we think they're the audience. And we think the performers are the people up here on the stage, and we think that God is on the side anointing us up here on the stage. And so we can uh, bless you so you can get blessed but that's not how it is God is the audience God is the audience and the people on the stage are to be anointed and prayed through and they are to inspire you to minister to the Lord did you know we can bless the Lord what does the Bible say bless the Lord what Oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Come on, church, bless his holy name. We can bless the Lord, and we bless the Lord in our worship. We bless the Lord in our praise, and we bless the Lord in our thanksgiving. I mean, when your kids thank you for something, especially when they're little, and they just say, oh, mama, thank you, thank you. So don't that just do something for you? Now, you know, when I left Pine Level the first time and I became an evangelist, full-time evangelist, me and Miss Millie got a, bought Ricky and Debbie Cooper's van and uh, we traveled all over the country preaching and, and I carried a big old sound system and Miss Millie would sing and I always made myself available to sing but nobody ever requested it. But Millie would sing and then I would preach and... Um, and, and you know, those are wonderful times, they're fantastic times, uh, but we learned, we learned during that time that worship, that praise was what was what kept us going, was what kept us motivated. Millie singing songs that didn't just talk about, and look, the song we just heard about heaven, I love those songs, and, and I'm all excited about the sweet by and by. But I don't know about y'all I I, I need to know something about living in the nasty now now, Don't you I mean I'm thankful for the sweet by and by And I don't want to ever stop singing those songs But I ain't there yet I wanna know what God's doing in the nasty now and now. And here's what he's saying, I'm available to you in the battle. I'm available to you in the darkness. The reason God says you don't have more of me in, my, uh, me, more of me in your life is you don't want it, you don't pray for it, you don't, you don't ask for it, you don't believe for it. And so God is saying if you want more of me in your life, I'm ready. I'm ready, you, you just let me know when you're ready. You know, people say, uh, you know, I'm waiting on the Lord to, to do this or that. Most of the time, he's waiting on us to do what we need to do so he can step in and give us what we need. So it says, they appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went before the enemy. And then he told them what to sing. He said, sing, praise ye the Lord. For his mercy endureth forever. So he got the choir together and he said, I want y'all just going down there now. I want you to just go, I want you to get in front of the army, get ahead of the army, and I want you to just go right on in front of the army and just start singing. Now, trust me, I've been to a lot of churches and I've heard a lot of choirs. And I've heard some choirs that could defeat the enemy. I mean, they were terrible. The enemy would run, definitely. (laughs) But, but, but you guys are so gifted here, so talented here. Hey, listen, listen now. This is why we have music at the beginning of the service. That's why we don't have the sermon first and then the music at the end. Worship, praise, singing runs the devil off. He can't dwell in it. The Bible says the Lord dwells in praise, not the enemy. You say, "Well, how do you know the devil flees?" Here's how I know, because wherever God is, He don't want to be there. So I just know He's gonna go. So listen, when we get up on Sunday morning, we come in here on Sunday, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Now I'm preaching tonight, Sunday night, first time, I guess. Right, am I still preaching? I'll be I'll be here tonight preaching. And uh, um, you know, we we come in here, we begin to sing, praise the Lord. I love those choruses we were singing today, and talking about uh, the second coming of the Lord, coming in on the clouds, the rapture of the church, and all of that, all of the singing we were doing, the worship. See, that, that's not a show. That's not for entertainment. Now, we want you to enjoy it, and we're going to put our best singers up here, but, but it, it's a, we're, we're fighting a battle on Sunday morning. We're fighting a battle. How many of you know the enemy doesn't want us to have a good service here at Pine Level? He wants it to be dry and cold and dead, and he wants Pharaoh not to be able to think anything to say, and he wants me to stutter and stammer. He wants me to be boring, so you don't want to... So, So we've got to deal with the devil before we can even have church. And, and look, that's not just the responsibility of the pastor and the people up here on the stage. It's all our responsibilities every time we gather is to sing the devil out of here. Amen? Amen. Amen. Worship the devil out of here. I've never said that before. I've been preaching 45 years, and I've, I've never heard myself say, worship the devil out of here. <laughs> See, God's still giving me new stuff. Hallelujah. So those singers, those singers now are singing, praise ye the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Well, Jehaziel just told us God speaking through him exactly where the enemy was. Now let me tell you, when you go do a little study there about the geography of that area and where the enemy was, they were down in a valley. They were camping down in a valley. They were hiding. They were going to get up early in the morning and they were going to attack Judah. But God said, no, we're not going to wait for them to attack us. We're going to attack them. And we're going to attack them with praise. So now I don't know exactly what happened. The Bible doesn't say precisely exactly what happened. So I want you to permit my imagination a little bit this morning. I see them singers, they're just coming. They're just coming down. Praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord for his mercy and forever. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'd have been in that choir, I'd have probably been singing like this. Praise, praise ye the Lord, you know, because I'm going right into the enemy's camp. I'm going right into the enemy's camp, and I don't know exactly what happened, but if they were down in a valley, maybe it was that the voices of the singers just begin to bounce off those mountains. Maybe it just begin to echo. Have y'all ever ever been in a setting where you could make a noise and you could hear the echo? And maybe they were down in that valley and they were singing, praise you the Lord, praise you the Lord, praise you the Lord. I mean, it sounded like it's coming from everywhere. Now, here's what the Bible says. It says that when those singers started coming down and singing and those voices began to bounce off that mountain, that the enemy woke up. They were still asleep. They woke up and they thought they were surrounded by Israelites. They thought they were surrounded. And so you know what happens? Now listen, this is so powerful. You know what praise does to the enemy? It confuses him. Do you know Satan is very strategic? Do you know as surely as God has a plan for your life, Satan's got one too? And he's got a daily plan to come against you and and hinder you any possible way he can. He's come to steal every day. He's come to kill every day He's come to destroy every day, every single day of your life. You better learn to praise God. So they were coming down there singing and they got confused. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says the people of Ammon turned against the people of Mount Seir. I mean, they got all tore up, all confused and they started attacking one another. Well, the choir don't know that. They ain't got there yet. They're still coming down the mountain. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for the mercy. Well, when they get to the valley, to the bottom of the valley, the enemy's dead. They've all killed each other. The Bible says when they got there, there was nothing there but dead bodies. Now, I don't know what that looked like. I, I don't know. But will y'all let me do a little drama? Can y'all just see maybe there's old southern boy in that choir? And they're coming down there and they praise the Lord for him. They're dead. <laughs> and they looked around and I'm telling you the enemy was defeated and they didn't have to lend lift a hand because praise did the job. Why did praise do the job? Because God dwells in praise. You know what? We know how to beg. I'm telling you, I know how to beg. (laughs) I know how to plead with God. I know how to cry. I know how to supplicate. And I know how to offer my request to the Lord. But sometimes I need to just get a hold of myself. Set my mind aside from all the troubles and challenges. And just begin to say, Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. You say, well, I don't really know how to praise, preacher. I, I really don't know how to praise. I, I, I know how to pray pretty good, but I don't know how to pray. Well, get over there in Psalms, especially toward the end of the book, and one praise Psalm after another. Just take those Psalms. Listen to this now. If you've got troubles in your home, troubles in your family, troubles in your finances, troubles in your physical body, and you open that Bible... And you say, Lord, I ain't here to ask for nothing today. I'm not here to beg for anything. I'm just gonna praise you. And you just begin to read those praises out of the book of Psalms. Just begin to read them out loud in your house and you'll have a spell. I bet you will. Do y'all understand what I'm preaching this morning? We've uh, Listen to me. Satan hopes you don't learn how to worship. Satan hopes you don't learn how to praise. Satan hopes that you keep your prayer life down here where all you do is ask, please give me, please help me. God wants you to go to another level in your prayer life where you say, no matter how I feel, no matter what's going on, you may have to lay on the flat of your back to do it but just begin to love him, just begin to worship him, just begin to praise him, and watch what happens. And the Bible says when they got down there that they looked and on the dead men's bodies were all kind of jewels and jewelry, and then they found where they had it stored up in piles, jewelry and gold, And the Bible says they took the next few days to go around and get all that jewelry and take it back to the house of God. Now here's what I'm saying. Hope God will let you get this. Some of us right now look at what's going on in the world and we think evil's winning. It feels like evil's winning. It feels like God's losing and the devil's winning. And if the enemy can get that in your head, it will hinder you in every part of your spiritual life. But the Bible tells us, it's so clear in the scripture, that if we will focus on God, even when it is so hard to see him, when it is so hard to see any hope of victory, And if we will press through those difficult times and just say, you know what? I've asked, I've supplicated, I've requested, I'm just going to praise. Now, and you learn that lesson, you're going to see incredible. Here's what's going to happen in your life. You're going to have breakthrough. Some of you have got areas in your life where if you could... Tell me now in an Open Testament, you would say I need breakthrough in this area. I need breakthrough in that area. I need a breakthrough. It just seems like I've reached a place and I can't break through. God's telling you that what'll break you through is when you learn to worship him, learn to praise him. You know, I'm up here on the front row. I, I look like I'm landing an airplane during worship service. I've got my hands up and I'm waving them. And you might say, well, why in the world do you do that? I mean, why do you do that? I mean, do you feel something? You don't, you don't worship when you feel. You worship when you don't feel. You worship out of your darkness. You worship out of your discouragement. You offer hallelujahs and words of praise out of your valley that you're in. Those are the things that will bring you up out of that valley. See, we're waiting for a breakthrough, and then we'll praise him. Then we'll thank him. No, no. Praise him first. Thank him first. Look at it. Let's look at it. Now, I've already told you the story, but let's look at what the Bible says. Make sure I ain't telling you a story here. Verse 22, And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the enemy. He set ambushments against the enemy. In other words, he made them hear something they didn't know they were gonna hear. He made them see something they didn't know they were gonna see. And uh, the Bible says, and they were smitten. Well, how were they smitten? Verse 23, for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir. There they are fighting each other utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy the other. so those two joined against Seir and killed all them and then when they got all them killed they turned on one another and killed one another and when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness they looked unto the multitude and behold there were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped what did Jehaziel say? he said you will not need to fight in this battle and when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, and they stripped off for themselves. I mean, can't you just see them? Can't you just see them, Israelite women? Like, Man, I've always wanted a necklace like that. She's been to Jared. That's a long gene right there. And one of the the principles we've got to learn is that God's going to restore back to us everything the enemy's taken away. Don't whine and complain against the Lord. Don't whine and complain about your situation. God's going to restore back to us what's rightfully ours. We're going to get it. It's coming back. And the Bible says, let's just go on I'm, so I can hush and quit. They, and the Bible says precious jewels and they stripped off for themselves. See, they stripped off and put around their neck. More than they could carry away. And they were three days in the gathering of the spoil. It was so much. It took them three days to load up all the jewelry and gold and I don't know, coins, whatever. Verse 26, And on the fourth day they assembled themselves in the valley of Beracha. For there they blessed the Lord. So now their worship takes on a new level because now... They're worshiping not before the victory. Now they're worshiping after the victory. So it's all right to worship after the victory, but you can't really have victory after the battle unless you learn to praise God before the battle. So they blessed the Lord. And uh, therefore the name of the place was called the Valley of Baracha unto this day. Now look at verse 26. Let's finish it now. Then they returned... So they've fought the battle, they've got their jewelry, the enemy's defeated, every man of Judah, Jerusalem, and Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them to go again to Jerusalem, how? With joy. Joy is the most attractive attribute of a Christian to lost people. Don't be one of the most sourpuss Christians, amen? I've seen people look like they got baptized in vinegar. Look like they got baptized in lemon juice. I I remember a time in my early ministry when the grouchier you were, the holier you were. That's how they believed it. Man, get over yourself. Get some joy up in here. Amen? What's gonna make lost people want to get saved when they see the joy of the Lord on us? When they see us full of, especially when you're going through that valley and they know you're going through that valley, and they know you're going through that trouble, and they see you full of joy, they're going to say, they might not say it out loud, but they'll say it in their heart. I want some of that. I want some of that. That's what I want. I know what old Mac's going through and man, he's got the joy of the Lord. I want whatever that is he's got that makes him joyful in the hard times. I want that in my life. And, they, and, and then they become hungry and you look around on a Sunday and here they sit and you get the altar calling up. They come and they're getting saved because somebody who said, I love Jesus was full of joy no matter what they were going through. It's easy to be joyful when the battles are won but to be joyful when you're in the battle. That's the challenge. Said they returned again uh, to Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord, who? The Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. We won that thing. (laughs) Verse 27, and they came to Jerusalem with psalteries, that's like a guitar type instrument, and harps and trumpets, And I know there's a particular denomination that don't don't believe in musical instruments in the church and I believe they're saved and I believe they're going to heaven but I don't know how in the world they come to that conclusion when the Bible's all about instruments in the church. Amen? Amen. Let me get some water so I can preach 30 more minutes. I just saw a husband look at his husband like, you told me he wasn't gonna do that. They came with the psalteries and the harps and the trumpets unto the house of the Lord. Man, they're coming in the house of the Lord to rejoice. They're coming in the house of the Lord. If I can put it in today's mind, they're going to party in Jesus, amen? God's not against partying. He just wants you to party in Him. <laughs> and the fear of the Lord was on all the kingdoms. So, so when all the other kingdoms that didn't like that didn't like Judah, too much either. Heard about this. <laughs> they got a little respect. See, when good things start happening here and people who this town thought never would be saved start getting saved here, they're going to say, Well, I don't understand it all, but I cannot deny that something's going on. God's doing something. Amen. 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 Verse 29 said when, uh, and fear came, was on all the kingdoms of those countries, when they had heard that the Lord, see, even the, even the unbelievers knew that it wasn't Jehoshaphat and the Jews. They knew the Lord did it. They knew the Lord did it. See, they, you know, people around Pine Level look over here and they go, and Max at that church, I know he ain't that smart. And you know, there's Larry, we, we know he ain't that smart. And then they got Pharaoh Hardison, he, he, man, he really ain't smart and talk about hard to look at, he's hard to look at. But God's doing something in that church. That's what I want people to say. I don't want people to say good music, good preaching, beautiful sanctuary. I like all that, I appreciate all, but I want people to say, I tell you, the Lord's in that church, God's in that church. The Holy Ghost is in that church. That's what I want people to say. That's what I want our reputation to be. And I don't care whether they understand it all or not. I'm still trying to understand a lot of things myself. Amen? Y'all look mighty holy out there while I admit my shortcomings. I I don't know all the answers. I don't fully get how God works. I don't have it all figured out. I just want him to work. <laughs> I just want him to do his will, and I want the lost to say, man, I don't know much about that Pentecostal hole in his church over there, but something's going on, because old Earl got saved, and you know, Bo Tankus, he got saved, and Bubba, Bubba got saved. You know, old boys did Whitney wouldn't think would get saved, and their wives, and their children, See, people will not talk about us. They'll say, God's doing something in that church. That's the reputation I want. Don't you? I want that reputation. Now, I've nearby landed this airplane three times. I keep coming down to the runway and just taking right back off again. So I'm gonna gonna land it right here. Verse 30, last verse. So the realm of of Jehoshaphat was quiet. For his God gave him rest Roundabout, See, when you let God do his thing, you're not burned out. Because it's not you doing it. Y'all remember those old lanterns? We used to fill them up with oil and we would light them. You know, before electricity was the now, some of y'all looking at me like, did you live then? No, but I heard about it. I mean, I heard about it from people who lived it. You had to keep oil in those lamps, or the wick would burn up. The wick would just burn up. And that's how we are. We've got to keep the Holy Spirit, the oil of the Spirit. And then, you see, we're the wick. And the oil, that's the Holy Spirit. So when we're full of the Holy Spirit, we don't burn out. Now, if there's no oil in the lamp, the wick will burn up and it'll be no good. But if you keep it full of oil, the wick will live on and on and on. Amen. I don't want to. You ever heard somebody say, man, uh, what's that saying about a uh, candle at both ends, lit at both ends? Sometimes you feel like that but it's because you're dependent on yourself. Depend on the Lord. Depend on the Lord. Let's all stand, would you? I want you to walk up here, everybody. Just walk right on up here. And let's end in the altar. I preached a little bit too long this morning. And if that offends you, if you'll come up to me after the service, I'll forgive you. I tell you what, we've had enough information this morning, preaching the songs, that if we will take what we have had declared unto us today through the music and through the word of God, it will change our lives like from night to day. Trust Him, look to Him, depend on him stop being stubborn and saying i got this let me tell you let me give you a word of prophecy you ain't got it i got this i got no you don't he's got it you don't have it but many of us i include myself i throw myself right in there i want to fix my own stuff Lord, if I need you, I'll let you know. But I think I, I think I, and then I look down the road and I'm burned out. I'm frustrated. I'm hard to live with. I've got a broken heart. All because I wanted to fix my own issues. And God is saying, praise me. Praise me. Glorify me. Look to me. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Y'all have heard that on the radio. God, help me live it. Help me live that. God, help me live what I've preached today. I don't wanna just preach this, Lord. I want to live what I've preached today. Help me be an example. Help people see that not only do I stand up here and say it, but Lord, I walk it and I live it. A lived sermon is better than a preached sermon any day. God, don't let us claim all the power and the Holy Ghost and all of that and then walk around defeated. What a shame, what a poor testimony. That brings a reproach on you, Lord, when we claim so much, yet we walk around in defeat. Teach us how to worship, Teach us how to be thankful. Teach us how to praise. Teach us how to trust you in the darkness. Help us keep our eyes on you, Lord. Don't let us be distracted. Joshua Joshua told us in chapter one, don't look to the right, don't look to the left. Focus on the Lord. Focus on the word of the Lord. Observe to do all of the word of God. Father, we thank you today for everybody who's here. Now, if you're here, this is the last thing I'll say, but if you're here today and you don't know that if Jesus came right now, you don't know whether you'd go to heaven or not, I want you to pray this prayer with me. I want you to pray it with me. You don't have to do it out loud, but just say something like this, Lord, I'm not where I ought to be. I'm not where I ought to be, but I want to be there. And so Lord Jesus, I am looking straight at you. I'm picking my head up, and I'm looking at you, and I'm giving you my life. I'm dedicating myself to you. You died on the cross for my sins. You rose from the dead to give me life. And Lord, I surrender my heart, my life, My body, my mind, I give it all to you. And Lord, I'm going to stumble and I'm going to make mistakes. But I know if I'll keep my eyes on you, you will love me and you will help me to grow. And you'll help me to mature. You'll help me get my roots down. And God be that strong man of God, that strong woman of God, that strong teenager, young person you want me to be. So Lord, I recommit. Maybe some of you just need to recommit your life to the Lord. Make another dedication to the Lord. Maybe you've strayed away, you've backslid, you've strayed away and you need to come back. Come on back. He's standing with open arms. Save me, Lord. Save my soul. Cleanse me, Lord. Make me whole and help me to keep my eyes on you every day. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen.
0: You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church. The Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street. We welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostalness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a facebook account go to facebook.com forward slash pine level phc get notifications when we go live check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church just like our facebook page that's all you have to do also youtube is available for the youtube subscribers search youtube for pine level ph church subscribe to our channel get notifications when we go live and watch our services live or on demand Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world don't forget about our new radio station go to our website or app for the quick link and you can also just simply type in pine level forward slash radio radio is playing good gospel music 24 7 also lots other programming is available for your enjoyment so if you want to check that out do so anytime and listen with friends around the world for everyone here at the pine level pentecostal witness church i'm joey perry we hope to see you soon here at the Label, Pentecostal and his church.